Welcome to Conversations, a podcast by Christ Presbyterian Church of Auburn, where we sit down with our pastor, Eric Zellner, and discuss how God's Word applies to our lives. Hello, Eric. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, it's a hot. It's a hot day. It is a warm day in Southeast Alabama. Yes. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for coming in and hosting a podcast. Absolutely, for us. absolutely. Um, again, this is Michael. I'm always gonna. I'm always gonna introduce myself. I'm glad. I'm glad <laughs> you're not Will. So no, I'm not. I have to say that. Um, which is funny because we're gonna talk pop, probably about the Wills. Yes. In this situation, we will. Um, <laughs> Thank you. I'll be here all week. <laughs> <Okay>. Thank you. <laughs> That one got me. All right. Um, uh, so the church is now uh, five years old and some change. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had our, um, what is our, it's like our annual summer thing, but also yeah, our we, five we years old version. We like to have a hymn sing every summer, and, and uh, we used the hymn sing this this past uh, two weeks back, really, a week, well, 10 days ago, to uh, celebrate the five-year anniversary of the church. We, uh, we started worship public worship on july 29th of 2018 mm-hmm. and so um it was that was the five-year mark for yeah. us we praise god for that yeah so. yeah and that's what uh we decided the podcast would be about um today is talking about those five years and mm-hmm. just giving um i know you talked about it at the hymn sing and i know i was telling you offline there's a document that was done by a member of our church that had a lot of stuff um just kind of papers and, and documents that had statistics, but also some of your own answers to the Presbytery. I remember reading yeah. through those. Um, it was, <laughs> it's kind of funny to think about that. Those are actually being published. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah this, we, we should give credit. Sweet. I own Mayfield. Who's one of our um, members. Um, and one of the first members of our church was asked to write a church history. And she, and she wrote that up over the last several years and has added to it each year, which has been mm. a huge blessing. But when I saw that, I forgot, oh yeah, I, these are all my, qu- my answers to the questions that the Presbytery asked me when they were trying to hire the pastor and, and for the church. They were some pretty oh, brutal, brutal <laughs> questions. And you had some very truthful answers. Uh, you got to be honest in those things, yeah, right? Um, so we'll, we'll start at the beginning then okay. um, before the church even became, um, the little C, wait, is it little C, yeah, little C church, yeah, right, the little yeah. C church, Christ Presbyterian yeah. Church of Auburn. Um, before it was started as a plant, and we'll just ask, I'll just, I'll just ask, not we, sure. I'll just ask, um, you know, your history before uh, planting this church. Yeah, what was that like? Okay, so I, I worked. Uh, I think I've shared with the congregation at some different points. I worked in uh, sales for about six or seven years after college. And uh, I was serving as a deacon at my church in Birmingham when I felt uh, called to to potentially do this vocationally. And so I talked to my session, um, and I talked to the presbytery, and received uh, recommendation to to move ahead with that process. It's in our denomination; it's called coming under care of the presbytery. And so I went to seminary in uh, June of two thousand three. I graduated in December of two thousand six, and I. You know, in God's kindness, I had a job lined up before I got out. Um, I went to Huntsville and served at a church called Westminster Presbyterian Church in Huntsville. I was the associate pastor there uh, for five and a half years. And in the course of that time, I I I, uh, I knew that I wanted to be a, a senior pastor or wanted to uh, be the one 
who was leading the staff or leading the congregation. And uh, I began to just pray for direction on that. And uh, that I think it was, uh, I would never have written the script the way the Lord wrote the script. <laughs> and and I say that because God knows so much better than, than I do. If I could have uh, had an opportunity to come and plant a church in Auburn right after being at Westminster and Huntsville, I would have done that. And that, that would have been... Um, probably catastrophic <laughs> I needed sanctifying before before God would use me for that purpose but um, I we ended up taking a call to a small church in Mississippi um, because the Lord just like when we went to seminary made it so abundantly clear that this was the place that we should go and uh, every person I knew who was my friend said Eric I think that's um, not a good career move this is career suicide that's really a bad idea we just had a very sincere sense of call from uh, from the Lord, and that call actually helped us so many times because our time in Mississippi was really challenging. It was very hard um, emotionally, spiritually, um, even relationally at some level. Uh, but in the course of that time, that that our six years in Mississippi ended up being the most formative and shaping not only of my walk with the Lord, maybe my wife's as well, but I also watched the Lord use our time there to shape my children in a really beautiful way. And uh, and that was kind of what I would call a revitalization work. Uh, the church was 125 years old when I got there and uh, had gone on, fell on a lot of hard times. So when I found out that they, that the Presbytery and the denomination wanted to plant a church in Auburn, I thought, gosh, I would, I mean, having been an Auburn grad and, and, uh, loving the city and the people here, I, I really thought, oh, I could I could very much see a vision for what that might look like. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I asked somebody if they would be willing to, w- could I be recommended for that position? And, and uh, the person who was in charge of Mission in North America at the time, Paul Hahn, uh, gave to the committee in Southeast Alabama Presbytery my name among maybe 25 others. And uh, I, I was really you might say surprised when they gave me a call and mm-hmm. um, and said, hey, can we have a conversation? And so I, I filled out a lot of paperwork with them and interviewed with them. And that would have been uh, between October and December of 2017. Mm-hmm. And uh, when, when we got to... about January of 2017, they, they kept telling me, well, we've, you know, we know that we want to bring you to interview... Um, in person. We're not sure about another person. We're kind of working on that. Mm-hmm. And as time went on, uh, they ended up interviewing uh, one other person with some, uh, what would I say, some real sincere effort. And then they interviewed uh, me in person. And we received a call to move here in August, I mean, in April um, of, of, it was really probably, I got, they, they said we'd like to hire you in probably March of 2018. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and with that, that meant I needed to get approved by the Presbytery here in Southeast Alabama. And, and the, you know, if you're a pastor, you're going to move when you're, and you've got children in school, you're going to move as soon as your kids are out of school. Mm-hmm. So we, we arrived here, I think I rolled in on uh, June 4th of wow. 2018. My wife got here on June 3rd. Um, and it was really over the next six weeks, we had a little core group of people that, um, that, the Aldermans, the Sprayberries, um, Mayfields that I mentioned, uh, 
several other families that were kind of involved Mm -hmm. in those first meetings and they began to talk to their friends and others about the church and so we really just had six informational meetings. I think the first was at Wayne Alderman's, and then we had one at the Sprayberries, and then we had one at my house, mm-hmm. and then we had one back at the Alderman's, one at the Sprayberries, and then one back <laughs> at my house. And uh, so for six weeks, we met on Sunday evening, and I went over kind of the what, what would be the core values of the church. Mm-hmm. Who are we going to be? What is this church? And uh, it also gave me an opportunity to, to, <laughs> to tell people, quite honestly, um, this church is not going to be perfect and uh, i'm really not going to be perfect so if you're hoping to finally find a pastor who's um not annoying uh you should probably keep looking um or you know and and so i would i found it helpful to say during that time do not come to christ prayers if you're looking for your favorite iteration of a church in the past that you have as your memory mm-hmm. And don't come if you're hoping to finally get away from the problems of your other church. And don't come if you're hoping the pastor won't eventually hurt you or frustrate you. Mm-hmm. I'm a, a man with feet of clay, and so I'm gonna I'm going to be disappointing at times. Mm-hmm. Um, all of those things, though, you know, it sounds counterintuitive, but but it's important to say those things, mm-hmm. right? Because um, I really am going to be capable of failing, and I really am going to be um, not. I'm not going to be able to craft a church that fits everybody's previous favorite church. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, I just was deeply encouraged early on when um, when we started public worship. I was deeply encouraged by all of those meetings along the way, and we watched as God grew and gathered a people. So we, I thought we were averaging probably 50 or 60 people mm-hmm. in those meetings. And then when we had public worship for the first time, I think we had 100 and— um, no, I think we had 90 the first week. Mm. I was saying, let's don't tell everybody about the worship. We want to practice. <laughs> we don't even have music set up or anything like that, so we're trying to practice. And uh, so that week one, maybe it was 90, and then I think week two we had 112, and mm. then week three we had 120. And then then we did, those were what we called a soft launch. And then after that, I said, okay, now you can please invite your friends mm-hmm. um, if, if they're not in churches and you'd like to. Uh, invite them. What you get in the early days of a church plant is people who are like, I wonder what that's going to be like, mm-hmm. right? And what's so funny about that is they're intrigued by it, but they're actually not getting a picture of what it's going to be like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because no church is in week two <laughs> of a soft launch exactly what it's going to be like, yep. you know? Yep. So I remember somebody, uh, you know, I People don't know that the pastor hears what they say, but I heard somebody say, "Well, you know, it's going to be it's going to be kind of a stiff church. Uh, I, I can just tell their music's bad." And uh, and and literally, we <laughs> we had a sweet lady from Opelika who didn't go to the church was being hired to play the piano. Could you plink out some songs for us? And the the whole sanctuary was was turned in such a way that the piano was behind everybody. Mm-hmm. So. Um, anyway, it's just kind of humorous. But those numbers that quickly. Um, the people who were not interested quickly fell away, mm-hmm. and that's actually wonderful. I want people to be in the churches where uh, they want to give and serve and mm-hmm. and uh, and walk with the Lord, and I want those who want to be at Christ's Press to be at Christ's Press. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, that that got us started, and my um, from there, I think my very first sermon series I did was uh, the I Am statements of the Gospel mm-hmm. of John. I wanted to just begin with who is Jesus. Um, and try to use that 
not only to lay the foundation of the gospel in this church um, with clarity, but also to be able to say this is really who we are as we're 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 coming to Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the bread of life. Mm-hmm. He's the door. He's the gate. Um, he's the way, the truth, and the life. Um, he's there's so many so many of those I am statements, and then having done those, uh, I took a few from the Old Testament where God says, "I am uh, faithful. I am." Uh, I am Yahweh. I'm I'm your father, and I and I preached a few sermons from there. Mm-hmm. I think my first book that I walked through was the book of Ephesians, and uh, we did probably Ephesians, and then and then uh, not long after Ephesians, we jumped right into Genesis, mm-hmm. and uh, that would have been probably early 2019 that mm-hmm. we started Genesis. So. Yeah, and I I came in. Oh, is it early 2019? Uh, that, that's my guess. Okay, then I yeah I was probably it could it could have been uh, spring. It's probably like chapter. 12, 15. Really? Okay. Somewhere around there. In okay. the teens. I would assume I was in the teens when that makes perfect camp started coming to Christ. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah and I, I, we didn't talk about this offline. Yeah. What was the, was there, I don't know, I, I <laughs> that was going to sound like an interesting question. What was the reasoning of calling it Christ Prez? Oh, or yeah. like yeah. Trinity or yeah. Auburn Prez? Or, that's a, great, that's a know, great question. I mean, if you just, you know, you just cast you know, a couple of rocks into the Presbyterian name pool. Right. You're going to pull up a bunch of covenants and trinities and yes, you um, are first <laughs> first. Yeah. 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 That's a great question. It's something you don't think about when, when the church is established, you don't go to, how did you end up here with this name? Uh, I remember thinking, well, I really like grace. Um, yeah. <laughs> maybe it could be grace Presbyterian church of Auburn. Um, and obviously, you know, there's a Covenant Presbyterian Church in Auburn. Mm-hmm. We weren't going to be Covenant. There's yeah. a Trinity Presbyterian Church in Opelika. We weren't going to be Trinity. There's a First Presbyterian Church, which is a USA church mm-hmm. here in Auburn. We weren't. I wasn't going to take that. Um, and so we we're trying to think about how to do this. And um, Christ happened to be um, the name that was most easily agreed upon by our earliest kind of core group of leadership. Hmm, okay. So we we uh, I talked about it with Wayne Alderman was on our uh, temporary session and I talked about it with Wayne but also talked about it with the temporary session. And then even those I was beginning to see uh, were deeply committed to the church. Okay, what would you think of this name? What would you think of that name? And we kind of talked through things. Uh, I think some things, some names that were tossed around, um, we were trying to... In the PCA, when you name something, something, um, mm-hmm. a name carries with it something, yes, some meaning. And so, uh, for instance, every church plant in an urban setting in the 1990s, uh, after Tim Keller planted Redeemer in New York, every urban church plant became Redeemer. <laughs> um, so you had Redeemer of Austin, you had Redeemer of, um, you know, of that's great Boston you used to I mean everybody had a, a yeah. redeemer and so I was aware of those kinds of things that, that that maybe other people weren't but I was thinking about those kinds of things and so you, your name communicates something and so I felt like it was important and in talking to the leadership of the church early on that we would say okay we're really about exalting Christ that's what really what we want to be about and so um and I also want to be transparent about who we are so I want to say we are Presbyterian. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge fan of the uh, hiding who we are denominationally. Mm-hmm. I kind of think it's funny. I get why people have to do that in California. I get why people have to do that in New York. Mm. Um, 
But I want in the in the South, I at least want people to go, oh, okay, well, Presbyterian is not a general community church. Mm-hmm. Like we're we are Presbyterian. Mm-hmm. And we don't need to apologize for exalting Christ. We don't need to apologize for being Presbyterian. Mm-hmm. Um but I always, you know, if I was thinking of of writing this, and this is where our early um kind of our early logos began to look, Christ was the big word, right? Mm-hmm. And Presbyterian was smaller than that. And church was the big word um, because it's Christ church. And so that's, that's sort of how we got to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know if that's helpful that's, for people. That's cool. I've never, I've never asked, asked you about yeah. that before. Yeah. Um, uh, so then, yeah. So then, uh, you know, you're in Auburn. We're, we're in Auburn. Yeah. Um, you know, Opelika, a surrounding city. I do love Opelika. Yeah. Um, but we're in a college town, mm-hmm. and you've preached in Huntsville, which I guess have some has some colleges, uh, and yeah, then a, few. a rural place, rural place in very rural, rural yeah. in, in Mississippi. So yeah. not necessarily a college town. Um, yeah. So how has it how has it been different than Mississippi and <laughs> and Huntsville? What's, uh, what's well, I, I will say this: I kind of felt a little bit out of place in Huntsville mm-hmm. uh, b- because my whole church was filled with rocket scientists, and uh, they were all. <laughs> There, there was. I mean, the four-year-olds had a higher IQ than I had, and so um, I almost always felt a little bit out of place. I think they kept me around because I was uh, gregarious. I just like to talk to people, so I was sort of maybe an interesting sideshow. Um, but anyway, I, Huntsville. Uh, you, anywhere you go, your job is to. Re, I mean, as a pastor, your job is to really serve the people with God's word. Like I just think that's a huge part of it, and then of course, lovingly shepherding them. So that looks very different in Huntsville. When I went to Mississippi, what I was surprised by is um, that I was going from people who were scientifically gifted in one area, like rocket science, to people who were actually kind of scientifically gifted in another area, which is really growing crops. Mm -hmm. Um, And the farmers that I had in my church were really smart guys. Mm -hmm. And uh, But also um, some things remain the same from every different context, and some things are different. So I think by way of example, um, I I used a lot more agricultural illustrations in sermons Mm -hmm. in Mississippi. Um, I would would really be—I would probably try very specifically in Huntsville—I failed for the first three years at this— I didn't study very well for my first year out of seminary, and then— Year two, maybe I started getting a little better, and year three a little better. But they were really valuing the fact that the head, the brain, really is connected to the heart. And so, I, you know, it would be important if I was to go back there to think about how to do that well. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the main difference, um, and this is part of what makes ministry in Auburn so unique and wonderful. Students are passing through here, and they're forming— their views and their convictions that they will hold for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think I can offer to students anything more important than the gospel, the Bible, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and so ministry here is it students bring a lot of energy, a lot of enjoyment Um and so, you know, if you're in a church that is 125 years old, there's a lot of existing traditions and things like that, and you you can see where those traditions go after 125 years. 
Uh, in a town like ours, it is changing a lot, mm-hmm. and uh, and students are passing through. I always have felt like it's important for um, students to feel like they have access to a pastor, not mm-hmm. that I can meet with everybody all the time, um, but to, to feel like the church is their, is their home mm-hmm. while they're here and mm-hmm. to really feel connected. One of the really founding foundational principles that we built this church on was the desire that this would be a church of adults who cared about ministering to college students. Mm-hmm. That was just a, a major—I mean, the Lord has put— us in a town where there's a major college yep. right here across the street from us. And so we want to use that as an opportunity. That's a, a field that's white for harvest. Mm-hmm. Um, and so how can we lovingly reach into the community, um, both the university and the town uh, of Auburn and Opelika? So anyway, I don't know if that answers the question, mm-hmm. but I think in, in terms of very specifically, my applications are different, and that would be true of anybody pastoring in mm-hmm. a, a, a diverse place like Huntsville and then rural Mississippi and then Auburn, Alabama. Those just are such wide swings mm-hmm. of the pendulum. Yep. The Bible's the same. Here's the other thing that's the same. I'm actually doing um, very much the same thing in worship that I was doing in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. The order of worship is adapted from uh, an order of worship that John Calvin used, and it's uh, one that's was similarly used by some of the Westminster divines who wrote the Westminster Confession of Faith. And um, so those things are the same, right? What's our worship made up of? It's made up of things that God's prescribed in worship. And uh, so anyway, those are the same. Mm-hmm. The preaching has a slightly different mm-hmm. uh, tone and angle. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I, I've seen that even since just being here. I mean, you definitely are a lot of your sermon illustrations and I will say just what came to my mind when you're talking about differences, sometimes the way you're trying to call it the sin of the congregation, mm-hmm. a lot of times it is very pointed towards, you know, um, I guess you could say some of the, the sins of, of college students. Sure. Sins, um, yeah, absolutely. And, and so I've, I've definitely seen that. And um, But at the same time, you also, I mean, I've also seen you appeal to, you know, Auburn is a little bit of a wealthier area around too, mm-hmm. and I've seen you appeal to that as well, just, yeah. you know, living in com- comfortability and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So um, I right. haven't heard a ton of farming analogies, but I do know that Dr. Brown <laughs> would love those. He would. He, he would. would. <laughs> I, I wish I knew him. I, I, what I found in Mississippi is I, I was trying to give some farming analogies or illustrations, and they just would fall flat. And, mm. and that's not really the way it works, Eric. Um, anyway, maybe you'd understand. So anyway, I do try to uh, stay in my lane a little bit if mm-hmm. I can. So um, – then covering, I guess, you know, we were talking specifically about a college town. So then covering, you know, the first year, you know, from the first year until about now. Yeah. Um, you've definitely had some things uh, just like that are kind of good markers mm. of where the church has grown and everything like that. Yeah. Um, and so uh, the pastoral internship. Now, currently sure. the, the position is not being filled. Right. Um, yeah. But you had the you had the three wills. That's um, right. You had the three wills. Um, so... Maybe talk about that. What what how that came about and sure. um, what you saw from yeah, that. Yeah, the the, uh, the pastoral internship was um, born out of the idea of wanting to. There, there's there's people who are coming through and graduating uh, Auburn who want to do ministry, and uh, and I'm just a huge believer that the best way you learn to do ministry is by going to work for somebody that's not the church. <laughs> I really do believe that, yeah. and. Uh, and yet there's some people who really want to, okay, I'd like to dig my feet into the church. And and uh, so the pastoral internship was designed originally to help 
guys who had a desire to pursue ministry, get a taste of the church, and really kind of get a 360-degree view of the church. Mm-hmm. And uh, and yet it, it was formed, um, our first intern was William Skinner, and he... Was it Alderman or Skinner? Oh, sorry. Uh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, thank you. <laughs> I jumped. I, like, I jumped. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, William Alderman was our first one. And he, when you were saying three wills, I was like, what's my order here? I got will, <laughs> will, will. And then, but then I got confused with the podcast yeah, host. So I got to, I had to work through that. Yeah. yeah. William Alderman was our first and he uh, focused on um, college ministry mm-hmm. a lot and, and did a lot of work to reach into the community uh, and get to know college students and really helped us form a first college group mm-hmm. that we had. The other thing is, I mean, we're, the, the church is so young at the time. William, Alderman jumped on board when we were just in months old, mm. and and so I've just got my hands full, and uh, and he just jumped in to help anywhere that could be mm. helpful, and uh, that that was really uh, useful. I I'm not sure if any of these guys got as much out of the internship as we got out of them. Yeah. Uh, they they really worked all very hard mm-hmm. and, and served well. Uh, after William Alderman, William Skinner jumped in. William had a different set of gifts. Mm-hmm. Um, he, <laughs> William had a different set of gifts than William. Uh, <laughs> but William Skinner was uh, an accounting major, and uh, he, he began to help us with the bookkeeping and mm-hmm. began to do some things like that and also teach a Bible study here and there and, and help try to develop that group. And um, William Alderman and I had gifts that were slightly more similar. William Skinner and I had different differing gifts and that was a helpful compliment as our second intern um and william alderman went to seminary william skinner went to seminary and then we had uh, will leitner as our most recent one and will was with us only for one year um william alderman was with us for a year william skinner for two the internship was really designed to be a Mm two-year internship um and so will leitner came in for a year and, and helped kind of coalesce a, a, a core group of college students. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was important in that third iteration of the intern to try to make sure we had, okay, this is really a college ministry mm-hmm. here. What's that going to look like? Which helped us during the course of that time, we knew we're going to need to hire an assistant pastor. And that helped pave the way for that. All of it is is really just trying to figure out how to lovingly serve and care for mm-hmm. the, the flock of people that God's given mm-hmm. to us. And I've been so thankful for each of those people who served along the way. But, you know, the other thing that's a part of this that's not uh, formalized is the countless number of people who said, hey, Eric, I'll take over this for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll greet at the front door. I'll hand out bulletins. I'll take over the nursery for you. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric, I'll, I'll, I'll lead with music. Um, Eric, I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll help people get seated. I'll, there's so many mm-hmm. things. I'll set up the the uh, sandwich boards outside so people know that this is where Christ Presbyterian meets mm-hmm. and uh, and setting up chairs and tearing down chairs and uh, technology and uh, even, you know, even this iteration of a podcast mm-hmm. that we have, why do we do this? Well, it's because a member at the time said, you know, th- this might be useful. You, uh, you've probably got people who could benefit from hearing uh, a conversation about X, Y, or Z topics. Mm-hmm. All of those are, are things that I think the Lord's done over the course of time and they fit really well with the the growth and development mm-hmm. of the church. But here's the thing about a church. It's just full of people who are serving Christ, mm-hmm. and most of them are serving Christ in ways that are not visible mm-hmm. to the average person. Yeah, And that's actually the beauty of, of um, God giving his people gifts. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Um, 
Man, we are we are we're going a little we co- long, I guess. We covered a lot. We yeah. covered a lot, but no, that's um, great. Um, I think there's maybe a little bit more we could we could talk about um, if you've got if you've got sure. the time. <laughs> yeah, sure. No, that's fine. Um, so we are now in the. Uh, I, I I said in my notes, pursuit and purchase of land. Yeah. Um, you know we have the land now, mm-hmm. and so kind of what came about with that, mm-hmm. and that's kind of been a big milestone for the church. Yeah. Um, you know after the particularization service. Right. Um, yep. I think at Serenity Farms, you know, you're looking around and you're like this, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people here, you yeah, know, and, yeah. and, and the alumni centers is, uh, it was only so, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's only so big That's um, right. where we meet That's now. Right. And so, um, maybe talk about a little bit about uh, the pursuit and the purchase of the land. Yeah. We have on, I think college. we, you know, from, from day one, we had to think through whether or not you could, uh, is this the kind of town where you can rent a building and stay there for 30 years? Yeah. Um, and it's not, yeah. you know, I mean, I think if we lived in Birmingham or if we lived in Atlanta or any urban center where you got lots of open real estate, that might be an option. Um, we were, we felt super thankful to have access to the alumni center and to be able to rent that. That's been really helpful for us. Mm-hmm. And I think it's given us a, uh, a place where people know that we are. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't want us to move uh, multiple times, and the elders have been really great on this as well. They just they get this. You can't you lose some identity if you just go. Oh, there's a open mm-hmm. storefront over there. We're going to jump over there. We're going to jump over here or there. So we've been able to stay in this one spot for five years. We really we started worshiping here in the alumni center in July of 2018, and we've been here now five years. Mm-hmm. Um, so we knew that we we're going to have to purchase land or buy an existing building where we could stay forever. And uh, in God's kindness, we looked a lot of different places for land. And land's challenging in mm. Auburn, as anybody knows, right? <laughs> it's very, very challenging. <laughs> as a man who builds houses for a living, you know that, <laughs> yes. right? Um, yes. And it's just, it's super expensive. Mm. And so um, we really felt like the Lord provided this one opportunity Others fell away or couldn't work out, and this one opened up and seemed to work out, and we were able to to move ahead. So we purchased 36 acres. We sold. Um, it's it, I'm speaking in decimals and fractions. It was some 15 point something to our friends to the south, which was uh, St. Michael's Catholic Church, mm-hmm. and then uh, we so we're left with 19 point something. That's almost 20 acres of land on uh, North College Street, and and. We're in the process right now of um, talking in early stages to an architect and seeing what, okay, let's render some drawings and look at what this might look like in the long term. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're just praying for God to provide the funding to continue to um, to pay off the land and to move ahead with building. Uh, but we recognize the church, um, we, we, we stretch every bit of the alumni center that we can possibly stretch, and we're so grateful for it. But yes. you know, you got to have Sunday school across the street at Funches Hall. We've got to have uh, nursery kind of stowed away. We've mm-hmm. got to have Sunday school spread out all over the alumni mm-hmm. center. So we're really grateful to to be able to look ahead and think about what God may do mm-hmm. down the road. But that's an important milestone. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I hope uh, I hope we're in a building. Uh, sooner than the ten-year mark, but yeah. we may not be. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Um, okay. Then uh, final question, and then I I'll, actually final two questions. Sure. But um, you talked about this uh, maybe earlier when you were giving your past church pastoring and everything. Mm-hmm. But how have you seen 
So you, you've seen your family grow at Huntsville. You've seen your mm. family grow in Mississippi. How have you seen your family grow um, just as you've been the pastor of this church here? How has mm. that been, you know, very, I guess, I was going to say motivational, inspirational, mm. inspiration. Well, I think, what, I think it, you know, as a dad, I'm just looking at my children and, and you, you watch them grow and develop in different stages of life. And, um, Susan is, my wife is super, she's very wise in this with our children. She's always wanted to make sure that our children thought of ministry not as what dad does, but it's just what believers do, mm-hmm. right? My dad happens to be the one who preaches on Sunday morning and is the pastor of this church. But if they were moving to Auburn to help start a church and their dad wasn't the pastor, they would still be needing to see this as an all-in investment, mm-hmm. right? So I think that's what, as a dad, I look back on five years and I go, wow, I've really watched the Lord um, help my children grow in serving. Um, they were not they were not super needed in Huntsville and Indianola. I mean, Huntsville, they're little. In Indianola, they were needed in the sense of providing life and warmth because mm-hmm. they're just some of the few kids in the church. <laughs> And you come here, though, and, and uh, suddenly I need a daughter to hand out some bulletins. We need um, uh, my son to help with chairs and grab some hymnals and do these kinds of things. Uh, I've been I've watched them grow in their own understanding of the church, mm-hmm. which has been a real joy for me as a husband and father. Um, yeah, anywhere. And, and Michael, I mean, this is just true for anybody who, who desires to be a pastor mm-hmm. I had a really wise mentor tell me one time, um, he said, wherever the Lord calls you to go, he's calling you there to give your life mm-hmm. for Christ. And uh, and I will tell you bluntly, at, at 38, I heard that, and I was like, yeah, that's awesome, <laughs> right? It just sounds so like, you know, William Wallace, Braveheart, yeah, I'm going to go and die <laughs> for the sake of the king. Um the truth is, when the rubber meets the road, that really is what life in the church is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's giving our ourselves to the kingdom and giving ourselves to the king. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think that's one of the things that I've watched in my own children. I think my children have uh, a beautiful faith that's consistent with their age mm-hmm. right now. Um, but they recognize something that I think is super important, and that is that uh, church is the central part of life. Mm-hmm. And and worship is the central part of church, mm-hmm. um, and so and then and then they've developed a I think a high view of uh, of the body mm-hmm. as well, and that's been fun to watch. I mean they they love having grandparents in the church, you know. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean I mean my mom doesn't live here, and Susan's uh, parents don't live here, but they have so many older. Um, brothers and sisters in Christ mm-hmm. here in the church. And that's just been so sweet. So I've also watched the, the other end of the spectrum, right? So I have, I've, I've enjoyed the fact that they have older members who really do love them and know them and, and share truth with them. But I've also been encouraged by the way the college students of our church have served. Um, and that has influenced mm-hmm. and shaped our nursery and my own children in the youth group. Mm-hmm. I don't know where else I could live except for another college town with uh, with the same dynamic, but it's just a, a really unusual and beautiful dynamic. Part of my own coming to Christ was to see people who were two, three, five years ahead of me walking with Christ mm-hmm. so that I knew that it was 
not only real, but possible to walk with Jesus in college. Mm-hmm. So I love having college students who really do love Christ or trying to grow in integrity and, um, and, and walking with the Lord, also turning and investing in the youth group of the mm-hmm. church. Um, you and Rebecca teaching Sunday school or so many others that have done that. It's just, that's so crucial. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I look at it and I think, you know, for sure, God has used this to shape my children mm-hmm. and my family. Um, and I guess I'd, how about I close with myself? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about how, what God has done beautifully in them. Um, but I've really watched the Lord shape my heart. Um, I came here maybe with not a lot to lose. It, mm-hmm. I was coming from a place that was a tough call for me mm-hmm. in, in Mississippi. And I came here with not a lot to lose except for uh, the possible embarrassment that I planned at a church in Auburn that couldn't take off um, mm-hmm. in a time when the city was doubling. Um, yeah. <laughs> but here's what God's done in me. Um as I grow older, I become more aware of my own sinfulness, my own um, frailty, the fact that I'm really blessed and thankful just to have the opportunity to open the Bible every week and mm-hmm. and share it with people. Um, but truthfully, the people of Christ Press have just poured into me. I think I feel very loved and appreciated mm-hmm. here. Um, why does that matter? What matters because it's the body of Christ. We're all living in the body, um, and it sure is helpful to know that the body's working together and striving Mm -hmm. together. So I've, you know, truthfully, I've gained a greater appreciation for the church Mm -hmm. here, Um, and I hope a deeper love for Jesus and a a more humble, broken heart, uh, which must live in in deeper dependence. Mm -hmm. So... I would say that's where what that five years has looked like. Who knows what another five years of sanctification <laughs> might look like? I might become a pleasant person. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd say you're very pleasant. Well, but, and I and I've I've felt the same way. Um, I've grew, grown up in uh, some bigger churches, and um, and I went to a bigger church before I went to Christ Pres in Auburn, and now coming here and seeing what a smaller church is, it's. Mm-hmm. It's hard to it's hard to beat, um, and yeah. just seeing how much I've grown mm. um, in my faith and in my walk, and I've also met my wife at church. Yeah, so that's helpful. Very right. very helpful. Definitely. I'm glad our dating service has worked. <laughs> it's been very good. I'm kidding, people. I don't have. <laughs> no, that, you're right though. You're right, and you married a wonderful woman. And, you know, it's just neat to see the way that God has done. Mm that and so many other things yeah, absolutely. yeah so i think michael i, I want to close by saying this when we when we sit here and you know we're in very many ways we're just reflecting on five years mm-hmm. what what we have to reflect on is the fact that um and this was the only confidence i had on day one god builds his church mm-hmm. so um we look back on five years and go wow the lord has been so kind to build his church and let the likes of you or me be a part of this mm-hmm. Um, it's actually very kind of him to be willing to use the likes of us to be uh, in that. But he's building his kingdom and his church. And so uh, the Bible says the gates of hell will not prevail against the kingdom of God, um, which has a very offensive posture, right? The kingdom of God is advancing against the gates of hell. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really beautiful. So mm-hmm. we praise God at five Absolutely. years. We praise him for what he's done. 
and we pray for um, many, many more years. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think that about covers it. Thanks, um, Michael. I'm sure if anybody else has any other questions, they'll, they'll ask you on Sunday. They can ask us. <laughs> That's right. They can ask you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, well, thank you, Michael. We'll get back together next time and talk about some uh, another some another topic. Things. Maybe not maybe not a five year anniversary one. I don't think we need to double take that one. We've covered that. <laughs> All thank right. you, buddy. Sounds See you. good.